Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. You are listening to Calvary Live. Good afternoon, noon, everyone. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado with you for the next hour to take your questions and your prayer requests. You just heard the number to call, 303-690-3000. So grab one of those open lines, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Uh, You maybe have a question uh, that your Bible reading has brought up or a teaching that you heard. Maybe perhaps you got a question about Christian living or what's our worldview concerning certain things that are going on around us. And I think that a lot of Christians are a little bit confused or wondering or questioning or whatever the case may be. How do we react to certain things? How do we look at certain things? It's important that we have a a good biblical worldview as Christians. So hopefully I can encourage you in that. Maybe you got a prayer request. Uh, Let's go to the Lord in prayer. This is part of Calvary Live, and uh, it's a privilege for us to be able to do that. So 303-690-3000 is the number that you have heard, and I'll repeat that number for you to be on the air. And many of you are ending your week. It's Friday, and uh, so let's end it on a good note as perhaps you're commuting uh, right now in the Denver area, metro area, uh, maybe down in Colorado Springs. Uh, Perhaps you're uh, taking the kids to some soccer practice or uh, maybe perhaps, you know, track practice or whatever the case may be. Maybe you're ending your work week at the office and you got a little bit of time to be able to call in, whatever the case may be. I'm so glad that you have joined us on Calvary Live. I want to be a blessing to you. I want to be able to bring clarity and understanding to your questions as best I can. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call to be on the air. And this really is your show. Uh, I'd love for you to be able to call in and uh, let's talk about the things of the Lord. It really is great, isn't it, that there's a radio station uh, out there. And, and those of you listening on Grace FM, you're listening live on this Friday afternoon all the way uh, from Pueblo and Colorado Springs, uh, up through the metro area and up into southern Wyoming. Uh, what a blessing for us to be able to talk about the things of the Lord at this hour. We also are on Truth and Hope FM, so we want to welcome all the listeners out on the East Coast. And you are a week delayed, uh, but give us a call at 303-690-3000 is the number to call. There is a, another means for you to be able to ask questions and to also uh, uh, ask for prayer. And that is a dedicated text line. Make sure that you're safe as you are texting. And that number is 720-336-0897. Again, 720-336-0897. I'll be giving uh, those numbers that I gave to you um, during the course of the program. Uh, Also, we want to welcome all the online listeners all across the country. You can call at those numbers or text at that number, and it will work for you. But... Anyhow, um, we 
Uh, I'd love to be able to talk to you and talk about the things of the Lord. Um, this is a very special time for us Christians uh, as we are entering into Holy Week. That's what the church calls it. It starts on Palm Sunday this Sunday as we uh, remember the triumphal entry of Jesus Christ into Jerusalem, and then all next week. Perhaps your church has some special services, maybe a mundane Thursday. We have a Wednesday night service every week here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, and we're going to be talking this Sunday on Palm Sunday, looking at, once again, the account of the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, and it's very significant. There's so many things for us to look at uh, as all four Gospels record Jesus coming into Jerusalem that are very important. So maybe you got a question about it, and we can talk about it on the show, but we're going to be looking at Luke's account of the triumphal entry, and uh, it's it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing that took place on that Sunday is that would begin Passover in the final week of Jesus' life. And so we're going to look at some very important implications and make application for our own lives as we have Palm uh, Sunday this Sunday. We have three morning services at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock here in Greeley at the Calvary. And then Wednesday night, we're going to be looking at uh, part of the Upper Room Discourse out of Luke's Gospel, uh, how the disciples, it's amazing, this last night uh, as they are with Jesus before he is taken away and then crucified the next morning. Uh, But that last night, the disciples are still confused about what's going on, and they're arguing about who's going to be the greatest. So we're going to look at that and talk about those things. And then Good Friday service at noon on a week from today, and we're going to look at the account of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And then uh, next weekend, Resurrection Weekend, we have four family services at 6 o'clock uh, Saturday evening, and then 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock on Resurrection Sunday. Love to meet you and your family. Come out and see us as we proclaim that Jesus is alive, the tomb is empty, and we now have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So I also want to encourage all of you that you invite somebody out to one of those services um, that people are open to go right now. Uh, Good Friday service, Resurrection Weekend, and uh, be sure to invite and to uh, pray that uh, for you know those that you're inviting may come and hear the gospel and the good news, the greatest news ever proclaimed, and that is Jesus is alive and he conquered sin and death because he went to the cross and died for us. Oh, we need to give that to a world that is dying and getting bleaker and darker, and uh, we have the privilege to be able to do that. So, hey, give me a call, 303-690-3000. We have some open lines. Love to be able to talk to you about the things of the Lord, and that text number is 720-336-0897, and you can text in a question or a prayer request. Let's go to line one to Paul in Aurora. Paul, hey there, you're Pastor on Calvary Jeff, Live. You? I'm good, Paul. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, at the beginning of the show, you had uh, kind of just hinted that there might be Christians out there on uh, that might be a little confused or how we should view certain things. Um, so that kind of sparked curiosity in my mind uh, regarding the shooting that happened in New Zealand. Um I, I guess in a way, my my mind thinks that, you know, uh, a lot of Muslim or Islamic 
cultures view Christians as something that needs to be eradicated and eliminated. So um, correct me if I'm wrong, but if, if in back in the biblical times, um, God sent or blessed certain individuals to go to certain regions and and eliminate threats or whatever there, and he blessed them to take over and, and then uh, take the land. So I guess my question would be, what exactly makes it wrong for someone to go out and think that they're doing the Lord's work, so to speak, and take out someone that they think is an enemy of Christianity? Well, we, we know it is wrong because the Scripture says, and, you know, we should— the whole shooting in whether it's New Zealand or what we see here at a right. club or whatever, we should grieve over that um, because our the weapons of our warfare is what Paul writes to the Corinthians is not carnal, um, right. but it's spiritual. It's it's through prayer and and preaching the gospel to others. That's where our our weapon is uh, to love people, to give them truth, uh, to stand for righteousness. Uh, but it's never in that means, and um, and so we should grieve over what we saw. Um, we're, we see it so oftentimes, uh, not just in New Zealand, but we see it all over the world, and, um, and we need to be praying. We need to be praying that, um, you know, I pray, Lord, come quickly. When I see violence, how it's taken over, um, and it's spreading in our own nation and across the world, and uh, we need to be praying, and we need to be sharing the gospel. So, I think that's the important thing, Paul, is that the, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, um, but it is uh, giving truth and praying and, and seeking the Lord and, and giving the opportunity to share with others. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm, I'm not in any means supporting any of those Good. sort of actions. I was just kind of curious about the whole statement. Yeah. And it, it also makes me a little curious. So when God sent people to, I guess, take action, um, at what point did that sort of, uh, I guess, calling stop? Because you don't typically hear of people saying, God sent me to do this these days. So uh, at least actions like that. So well, I guess biblically... I think, I, I think in the, you're making reference to the Old Testament when they went into the Promised Land, the command of, of the Lord. We live in this new covenant on you know this side of the cross, where we are to go in, and the instructions of Jesus is to go and make disciples of all nations, um, and that's what we're to do. And that's that's again, that's we're likened to um, to uh, soldiers. Um, you know, we're likened to um, you know being um, in in a spiritual battle. So, you know, that's where we go. We go in, and we go into those places where the gospel isn't there, and that's what we're commanded to do. So it's different than the Old Testament when they were commanded, the children of Israel, to go into the promised land. Um, but you and I, as we're in the church, uh, we are to go into all the nations and to proclaim the gospel and make disciples. That's our commission that is given to us, and that's what we are to be about. So hopefully that helps. Yeah, absolutely. That makes that makes total sense. So more or less, that that uh, difference was, as you put it, the the day at the cross and the difference between, I guess, Old Testament and New Testament. But um, so yeah, definitely, we we are currently called as different people. But um, all right. So on a on a separate note, thanks for asking answering that question. I have a an interesting question that just kind of just out of curiosity and kind of funny, I guess. But the story of the prodigal son 
when he left, he went and helped. He, when he hit rock bottom, he was working for a pig farmer. So um, I might have the answer in my mind, but back then, uh, pigs were, you know, unclean, right? Or was that to everyone or was that to specific cultures? And if they were unclean all yeah. around, why was there even a pig farmer to begin with? <laughs> what, well, here's, here's the thing. He went to a far country. To the Jews, pork was unclean. Um, So, you know, that was to the Jewish culture. He went to a faraway country where um, he found himself, you know, in the the pig pen. So that's what it has to do with that. Um, We know that um, in the when Jesus, you recall, was in a boat with his disciples, they went over to the area of the Gadarenes. And um, in that area on the east side of the Sea of Galilee, there was a couple guys that were full of demons, and uh, particularly the gospel narratives focus on the one who was called Legion because he had many demons, and they went into the herd of swine, and they ran over the cliff and, and into the water. Um, that side of the Sea of Galilee, the Gadarenes, uh, there were a mixture of Gentiles and for the Jews. So for the Jews, it was, you know, the um, pork was... Um, it was not uh, kosher, so they didn't have, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, pork and swine and and raised pigs, but other cultures did, and um, so that kind of explains that. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. You know, the the prodigal son. The whole idea is he found himself in a very low point, and uh, came back to the father, and uh, he was welcomed back, and and so that's what makes that story very special. Gotcha. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I figured maybe there was just a cultural thing or maybe even a uh, timeline difference there. But, but uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because, you know, I like, I like my, you know, sausage. I like my bacon. And, <laughs> you know, we're free to eat all food. So, um, you know, it's it, but back then it was, you know, uh, under the law, the dietary laws, they weren't to have any pork. So, right. Hey, thanks, Paul. Appreciate your call. Appreciate you taking the time to call us here on Calvary Live. Yeah, thank you so much. God bless. You too. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. When somebody hangs up, there's an open line, and so I'd love to take your calls and and uh, talk about the things of the Lord, about the Scripture. Let's go to John in Loveland. John? Hello. How are you, John? Fine, how are you doing? I'm doing good. What can we do for you today? Well, I've got a prayer request. I've been praying for this for a long time. Years ago, I was a volunteer with the hospice there in Greeley, at the hospital. Uh And it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. It was really a big blessing to me. And I would like to do that again, but... I would like to do it with children, and uh-huh. I know it's a terrible thing for children to be in that situation. I don't want them to be in that situation, but they are sure. in that situation. Yeah. And yeah. So that's I, something the Lord's put on your heart. Yeah. Um, it's something, you know, I just, I would love to do that or try it, mm-hmm. Um but I really have no idea how to make that happen. I mean, I'd have to be in Denver, and right. not possible. But then again, I'm, 
I'm sure God could do it with a thought. Yeah, and, you know, I guess you can uh, call around and ask around, and because, you know, there's hospice facilities, and I know probably uh, children that are in that situation or maybe down in, in children's hospital, the hospice there, whatever. But, you know, let, we're, let's pray. The Lord's put something on your heart. I appreciate your ministry to those in hospice. Uh, we had a couple people here in our church that um, have ministered in that way, and it's so important. It's so important to to have those Christians that are there to pray not only with those who are at the end of life, but also to be with their families because it's such a hard, difficult time. And uh, I appreciate your ministry and just your heart for them because not everybody's called to do that. And and just a tender, special heart, and particularly when it comes to children. And uh, so, John, let's pray about that. And the Lord will lead you and guide you somehow uh, into that. Um, because I'm sure that there's a need uh, in that area. So, Father, I pray for John. He He's called, he's asked for prayer, and we're going to pray for him. Uh, he's worked in hospice, and thank you that he has been there to minister to those that are at the end of life, and, uh, and Lord, to be able to share truth and give comfort and, um, and to minister um, your word to those uh, who are in hospice and their families. And, Lord, as he has on his heart to be able to do that with children, um, I, I just pray that you would lead him and guide him and you would uh, have him be in contact with the right people and uh, to be able to uh, open up doors, if that's your will, uh, for him to be able to do that, uh, perhaps up in this area and uh, in northern Colorado. And so, Lord, I just commit all that to you. You are the one that opens doors that no man shuts, and you shut doors that no man can open. And you said that the harvest is ready and the laborers are few, and you have a laborer right now, John, who wants to be used. So, Lord, just guide him in this as he seeks you and looks for opportunities to be able to be used in a way that that has been on his heart. And just, Lord, um, continue to just uh, press upon him um, and guide him and uh, to lead him. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, John. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, keep us in touch, you know, um, how it goes, and if the Lord opens up those doors so we can continue to pray for you. Thank you. You bet, John. Have a good weekend. You too. You know, to, to minister, we have opportunities, all of us as Christians, to minister to those who are really hurting, um, to, and and it's, it's such a special ministry because when people are in a hopeless situation, it seems like, or um, they need to know that there is hope. There's hope through Jesus Christ, and uh, and we have opportunity to be able to do that, to be light and truth to others, uh, whether they're going through just just dire situation or um, just uh, through sickness and infirmity and. Um, things like that, we can all can be used in one way or another, but I'm especially thankful for those who minister in hospice and, and hospital chaplains and, um, you know, special places like that uh, to be a light there. And so we appreciate your ministries, any of you that are listening out there and what you do and um, what a blessing it is uh, to be in those places. Um, I remember um, just even on uh, Christmas Eve, uh, that we had somebody in the church that lost somebody, and they're at the hospital, and the hospital chaplain was there. 
Um, I know her and uh, I, I, you know, I've been acquainted with their family for years. She was wonderful. She was there to bring uh, comfort and uh, to be a blessing. And I was able to stop by before uh, the services started on Christmas Eve. But I appreciate your guys' ministry and, and uh, be praying for John as he has a desire to be ministering to um, those in hospice and particularly children. Well, let's go to Nora in Colorado Springs. Nora? Hi. Yes. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I appreciate you taking my call. Um, Absolutely. So um, I have questions um, about the Alpha course. I uh, recently was involved in an eight-week course through my church, and Uh as, as as it progressed, I became more increasingly concerned about what the videos were teaching, um, uh-huh. and then, um, and, and specific, specifically the last one, um, where it was about the church and unity, and they had uh, the pope, they were talking to the pope. Um, okay. And my under- i didn't really know much about the Alpha course. You know, it's an evangelistic course, but. Um, Right. Um, prior to that, and since then, I've been reading a ton of information about it, and uh, just wanted to know your thoughts, uh, if you're familiar with it, and what you think I, about I, it. I'm not real familiar with it at all, and of course, I've never seen the materials or anything. Oh. Kind of what I've gotten, what I've kind of read a little bit on it, and this this probably um, isn't much, of, uh, you know, to, you know. Uh, looking at it and stuff, not being able to see the course and what it teaches and being familiar with it. It's a little bit hard for me to comment on it, but just what I've, I've, I've read, it can be um, a course that people can come to faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, they can be strengthened in their faith and knowledge of God's word. But also I think that it, it depends on the church and who's leading it, that, um, that there can be problems with it as well as what I understand. Um, it, I've understand that it can be used to indoctrinate and mislead. I don't know how because uh, I'm not familiar with it. Um, it, it can be, uh, you know, used to, um, you know, uh, get into things that aren't really biblical and things like that. You just mentioned uh, talking to the Pope or whatever. Right. So I think that that it goes along with um, everything that that. Uh, is said and done in there, it's like anything else, Nora, that we have to check it out through the Word of God. And and that is so important because there's so many courses that are out there. Um, There's so many uh, things that are coming up that people ask me about, and it's so hard to comment on it because, you know, I I haven't taken an eight-week course on this or that or, um, you know, other things that are coming out that people question. But here's the thing, a couple things. First John says that we are to test the spirits to see if they are God um, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And so we always test everything uh, through the Word of God. That's our final authority. And, and to be able to test it through the Word of God, we got to know the Word of God. So, th- so that's, the first of all, the important thing. And then second of all, that John in his epistle writes about that we have the anointing of the Holy Spirit to teach us. And um, the Holy Spirit obviously is prompting you. 
um, is speaking to your heart. And that's what the Holy Spirit, that's what he does. He he kind of gives us warning signs, you know, hey, this is a red flag and stuff. And, and that's important for us because it helps us with discernment. So anything that is being said, and um, you know, if it's ecumenical, which I think the Alpha Course is, um, you can go to a wide range of topics and things that can be brought into it. And I think that we always, whatever course that we're going to go through, because what happens is the certain things become very popular for a while, and um, and we just need to be clear, we need to be wise, we need to be discerning in it. And it sounds like that's what you're doing. Right, yeah. I, I, I think I am, and I just, you know, I just really want to talk to somebody and um I've been I've had to reschedule an appointment with the pastor who who leads the group so to kind of get his take on it. Um right. So yeah and and just a quick follow up. So I invited a friend of mine to to go to Alpha and and now mm-hmm. I regret that because yeah. because of what I perceive that they are teaching. And um my understanding is that she's going to continue with the next course and um um, I don't know if you have any advice on how to handle that. I don't. I don't want to scare just, her off of off of the faith, you know. But right, right. Yeah. I would just share share with her honesty and truth, because you know whatever it is that they're teaching, whether it's you know uh, weird manifestations of the spirit, kingdom now kind of theology. I understand yes. that you yes. know that's what the Alpha Course. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the kingdom now is a very popular thing right now. Yes. Um, out of Bethel, New Apostolic Reformation. The kingdom now is nothing new. It, it, it was popular back in the 90s, 80s and 90s, uh, with IHOP out of Kansas City, the manifested sons of God, you know, the super apostles and prophets, that the, for the sake of our listeners, you know, the, the prophets and the apostles, you know, have special anointing, and they have the authority in the church, and we're going to kind of take over the world and usher in the second kingdom, the kingdom of God. There's nothing in Scripture that indicates that at all. So that's right. where you mm-hmm. have to be careful. And to your friend is, you know, to be able to share with her what Scripture really has to say and encourage her be wise and be discerning. And and that's why sometimes courses, you just gotta you just gotta be careful. And and that's why for me personally, I like going through the Bible. I like going through the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse, because you gotta keep everything in its context. And it's there's safety there. And um but sometimes you get in some of these courses that is kinda like, okay, you can take a verse and you can begin to make anything out of it. And and begin to twist scripture around. So, just share with her. Just share with her. You know your concerns and honesty, and and pray together. And and hopefully she'll um, she'll you know listen and, and just go to prayer. And the Lord will begin to minister to her. Um, but you know, just be careful of those things. If if things are just kind of this isn't of the Lord, as you check it through the Word of God, uh, I don't have anything to do with it because. Um, there's enough in the Bible for me to be uh, attentive to and be learning. Yeah, and, and there's <laughs> there's just too much weirdness yeah. out there and stuff that leads us astray. And it's yeah. never mixed in. It's always mixed in with truth. That's it the problem. Is. Yes, uh-huh. so, it is. Hey, l- 
Nora, let me pray with you. We're going to go to break here, and I want Thank to pray you. with you okay. on this and and keep in touch with us. And Father, I do pray for Nora. I just pray that this this course that as she's being um, the Holy Spirit is is ministering to her. I pray that uh, you give her wisdom and discernment into her friend, and as she talks to the pastor, to be able to, with clarity and understanding, give her reasons why she's concerned, and uh, Lord, to to be in a place where there's good, sound, biblical teaching and instruction given uh, to where she can grow in the knowledge and love of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you, you, Nora. Thank uh-huh. you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, we're getting ready to go to break, the only break at Calvary Live. Those of you holding online, we'll get to you as soon as we get back on the other side of the break. God bless you. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live on this Friday. So glad to be with you. I am Jeff Figs, and I am the pastor at Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado, and I'm taking your questions and prayer requests, and we've had good discussions uh, the first half, and you got plenty of time to grab one of those open lines. So give me a call at 303-690-3000. Also, if we have time towards the end of the show, we'll go to the text line, and you can text in a question or a prayer request at 720-336-0897. want to remind everybody again that um, to be... Uh, uh, praying about who you might invite to uh, Holy Week, Palm Sunday, Good Friday, Resurrection Weekend. Um, bring somebody out to church. Let's let's spread the gospel, the good news that Jesus is alive. Uh, so be praying about that. And then this Sunday we'll be talking about Jesus' triumphal entry here at Calvary Greeley. So hope you can join us at 8 or 9.30, 11 o'clock, three Sunday morning services. And we have a place for all the kids and Love to see it come out as uh, we see that Jesus, as we talk about uh, what does it mean for us, the application we can make as Jesus made his way into Jerusalem. It's a magnificent, incredible story. Uh, so hope uh, that you can do that if you're up in this area. Uh, also, um, want to let you know that uh, be sure to work, look at our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com, for our services, Good Friday at noon, and then four weekend services on Resurrection Weekend, Saturday at 6 o'clock, and then Sunday morning, 8, 9, 30, and 11 o'clock. And uh, family services, we'll have a nursery provided, but I'd love to have you come out and join us as we celebrate uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Well, we do want to go back to the phone lines. Let me give you that number again. It's 303-690-3000. But uh, let's go to Doris in New Jersey. Doris? Yes, hello. Doris, Hi, Pastor How are Jeff. you, Doris? How are you doing? Hi. I'm doing good, thank you. you um, Pastor Jeff, I, I know you're studying the book of Revelation, and I was looking at the, the seventh trumpet, uh-huh. and um, I think it's interesting because people always say, when are we going up here, you know, before or after, during the tribulation, but I don't understand why they don't look at the seventh trumpet more seriously, because... In Revelation 10.7, it says, But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, whenever he is about to trumpet, 
was even ended the mystery of God that he preached to his slaves, the prophets. And then when you look at Corinthians 15:51, he says, Behold, I speak a mystery to you. We shall not all fall asleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the glance of an eye, at the last trumpet. For a trumpet right. will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall all be right. changed. Um, and also, in Revelation 11:15, it talks about the seven angels trumpeting, and a lot of things happen there. One of the things happen is that God gives rewards to his slaves, the prophets, the saints, which sounds like the judgment seat of Christ, and also the wrath pours down. And Jesus said he'll go up and wrath pours down, just like Noah and Lot. So it just seems like there's so many things in the Bible that point to the seventh trumpet, and I'm just surprised that more people don't talk about maybe we're going to go up when that seventh trumpet sounds. Well, it sounds like you've been doing some homework there. And, um, <laughs> I love <laughs> the word. It's, it is it's, good, it's so and it's great. good to study it. And for the sake of our listeners, maybe everything that you just said went over their heads a little bit. Um, when we talk about the return of the Lord, just just for the sake of our listeners, there's the second coming of Jesus Christ that's going to take place at the end of the tribulation period, that final seven-year period, right prior to the second coming, or yeah, right prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ, that seven-year period uh, where God is pouring out His wrath in a Christ-rejected world, and. The second coming is different than the rapture of the church. The rapture of the church is when he comes for his church. First Thessalonians chapter 4, that um, is uh, spoken of, as we know that, uh, that the Lord will descend with the shout, with the voice of an archangel, and what? The sound of a trump? And, yep. um, and, and dead in Christ will rise first, and then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So that's right. different than... Uh, um, the second coming. There's going to be a generation of Christians that are going to meet the Lord in the air when he comes for his church. Now, the question is, and there's different views, and you're given one view, is that when is the rapture going to happen? There's some that believe it's going to happen before the tribulation period, that final seven-year period, which is more formally known as Daniel's 70th week, but it's called the tribulation period. There's some that believe, you made reference to Revelation chapter 11, um, that are, is going to happen in the middle of the tribulation period. And um, chapter 11 of the book of Revelation chronologically takes place in the middle of the tribulation period, uh, chapters 11 and 12, uh, because we know that chapter 12 speaks of when the Antichrist goes after the Jews that, you know, that are going to flee, flee to the rock city of Petra, that takes place, as Jesus said, when you see the abomination of desolation, spoken of Daniel the prophet, when the Antichrist goes into the rebuilt temple that's mentioned in Revelation chapter 11, proclaims himself as God, and, and then he's going to heavily persecute uh, the tribulation saints, and then also he's going to, to persecute the Jews that will not make their allegiance with him. So that's in the middle. Then you spoke of the seventh trumpet, that when wrath is being poured out, there's the seven seals. The seventh seal opened up produces seven angels that will stand up and blow their trumpets. That will be judgment. The seventh angel that stands up, seven more angels will then stand up and they'll pour out their bold judgments. So there is the view that you're mentioning called the pre-wrath, that the seventh angel blows his trumpet about two-thirds of the way through the tribulation period that right before the bold judgments, 
that that's when the rapture of the church is going to take place. And you tie it in with 1 Corinthians chapter 15, right? Okay. Doris, anyway, um, I don't know if you dropped, but um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 talks about the time of the rapture. And, and let me find it again and read it for the sake of our listeners. That it says here, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. So there are those who say that the the seventh trumpet blown in the book of, of Revelation is equated with the last trumpet here. The, the problem is the Bible doesn't say so. Um, the Bible doesn't say that um, that um, the seventh angel is 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 the last trumpet in the tribulation period. But this is the trump of God um, that is spoken of, um, you know, that Paul writes about, um, that um, the dead in Christ will raise incorruptible, we shall be changed. Um, in the twinkling of an eye, the last trumpet. Is that the last trumpet of the church? Um, we don't know for sure. So I, I think that you can't automatically just equate 1 Corinthians 15, the last trumpet, with the seventh trumpet, the angel of the book of Revelation during the tribulation period. The reason that I hold on to the the pre-tribulation rapture is because Jesus said that it's going to happen at a time that you do not expect. When you're least expected, be watching, be waiting. So there's the doctrine of imminent return. And in the middle of the tribulation period, when the Antichrist goes into the rebuilt temple, you know, that's a very definite um, period of time that we know that is in the middle of the tribulation period. Um, when the seventh angel and all the wrath is being poured out before the bold ju- judgment, that's a definite period of time. And then post-tribulation is a definite period of time. The tribulation period is the most documented period of time in the Bible. So um, those times don't fit in with what Jesus says to me, that I come when you're least expected. And the church was looking for the imminent return of Jesus Christ. We see that clearly. So that's why um, I don't think you can necessarily uh, say that the last trumpet there in, in Revelation is at the time of the rapture. Um, Jesus said, I come when you're least expected. He meant what he said, and he said what he meant. So hopefully that helps uh, Nora, but keeps, uh, or um, Doris, keep Keep studying, uh, look at it. There's one thing uh, that we can agree on, and that is the Lord is going to come back, be watching, be ready, uh, be be uh, occupying till he comes. Um, and I believe that the Lord can come at any moment uh, because Jesus taught it in that way. Well, let's go to Jesse in Denver. Jesse? Hi, Pastor. How are you? Hello? Is this Jesse? I'm one. I'm doing great. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. Well, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Okay, here's the thing. Um, I was conceived, born, and raised Catholic, um, like the past 45 years, and uh-huh. at the same time, I have a type. And at the same time, I have a type A personality. And three years ago, I uh, became a Christian, and I'm really trying to uh, obey, uh, you know, obey God and Jesus, and um, just every day just calling on the Holy Spirit. But However, there are Wait. moments where in... Hello? Can you hear me? Go ahead. Yeah, go Hello? ahead. I'm listening. 
Yeah. However, Jesse, there yeah. are moments wherein I'm torn between what I used to do as a Catholic and and at the same time torn between like allowing the Holy Spirit to guide me and just be at rest with Jesus. And right. sometimes it's so strong. The the conflict is so strong. It's just I'm just thinking about it, and it I get a headache just kind of like trying to decide which way to go. <laughs> well, I think you probably have some polls because. You know, I was raised Catholic too, Jesse, and um, and so being raised Catholic for many years, I gave my life to the Lord when, you know, I was young uh, in, in college, and so some of those poles were still there. You know, the tradition, the mass, all that stuff, and those things can begin to pull on you. So, where I would encourage you, Jesse. It, you, you got a wonderful testimony. You became a Christian. You're desiring the Holy Spirit to guide you, uh, to teach you. That that there's those poles that can you know begin to say you know go back to the religiousness or whatever. And I think a good book perhaps for you to read is the Book of Hebrews, because the Book of Hebrews, even though you're raised Catholic, but the Book of Hebrews was addressing that in a way to those Hebrew believers that came out of Judaism, all the tradition and the feast and all of that, and they needed to know that Jesus was superior, that Jesus is everything. Um, and and that really helped them in that, and it will help you as well if you do a good study in the book of Hebrews. And it tells you, don't go back to religion. Don't go back to the religiousness but make sure that you focus on your relationship with Jesus Christ. And I hope that's making sense with you, Jesse, um, because I remember those polls. I remember those things. My family was Catholic, you know, and but the more that I drew closer to the Lord and understood that he's my salvation, he died for me, um, that he wants me to grow in his word, that he does want to use me, those things began to lose its pull on me. And so it's all about Jesus. Focus on Jesus. Uh, look to Jesus. He's the author of eternal life. Um, he's the one um, that provided everything for us. And so that may be a good study for you. Listen, it's about relationship, not going back to all the religiousness. And um, so I don't know if that helps or if that's something that you're, you know, kind of the pull on you in that way. Um, but be in a place where you're learning the scriptures and you're growing in the Word of God and being encouraged in your relationship with the Lord. Yeah, it's really, this is really helpful, and uh, I'm, I'm very conscious, I'm very aware of that. And, uh, you know, this thing, when the, the pull happens, it's just really so strong. But other than that, I my, my relationship, I'm really happy and I'm so joyful about how I've, I can say, grown close, close to God, yeah, grown yeah. close to Jesus, because That's as a Catholic, we see Jesus or God as He's high up there, and I'm down here, and I should just kind of like be like, you know, looking up at Him, but, you know, other than that, it's all about the works. And thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Can you pray for me, please? Absolutely, Jesse, and thank you for calling. And Father, I pray for Jesse, and she she has come to know you personally. She has come to the cross and uh, has uh, come to know you as uh, 
her personal Lord and Savior. It's her gospel. And Lord, the, the religiousness can pull on us. There may be some listening out there that the, the polls are there, the traditions, but I pray for Jesse that you'd help her just to grow in your word and in your love. And as she knows you more, um, that all those other things will grow strangely dim in the light of your glory and grace and just growing in the word of God and knowing you and walking in uh, the Holy Spirit uh, according to your will. So, Lord, just be with her, help her. Uh, the joy that she expressed of knowing you, that she would just know more, the joy of her salvation and uh, knowing you and growing in the love and knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I do pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, Jesse, keep growing in the Word, okay? Have God bless you. Bye. Thank you. You too. You bet. Bye-bye. You know, th- those things can have um, a pulse on our things, uh, on our lives, you know, the uh, things like that. But the important thing, the most important thing for us as Christians is to know him, is to know him and, and to be to studying his word and to walk with the Lord and to enjoy him. And that's what I would encourage you. Enjoy the Lord personally. That's what's so wonderful about being a Christian. It's not about religion. It's about relationship with the true and living God. And and we are the only people in the world that have that spirit of adoption. Romans chapter 8 declares that we can cry out, Abba, Father, Papa. Um, and and it's so wonderful. And, and to know um, that Jesus... Um, he desires for us to come to him and, and and to know him and to walk with him. He saved us. He's everything for us. And so that's my prayer for all of us, um, you know, uh, in our uh, walk with the Lord. Well, let's go to Heidi on line three in Lakewood. Heidi? Hi, Hi Pastor Jeff. Thank you for taking How my are call. You? you bet. Absolutely. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. I I am stumped. I um, have been a believer all my life, and I also was born and raised Catholic. I uh, I left the church, and uh-huh. I eventually became a youth group director um, at two different churches. And okay. Um. So I have, I'm stumped with the question. I I live next to a neighbor who is deaf, and we've been communicating um, and talking about the Lord. And he was explaining to me that he uh, reads from King James Version. I read right. from the NIV Version. Um, I've kind of gone back and forth, actually. I, I like to compare the words. Uh-huh. Um, I... My biggest question is, he told me that God has talked to him, and that he is going to be sitting in, well, it mentions that Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. He said Uh he's going to be sitting at the left hand, and that he is, God is talking to him, and he is filling holes in his hands and his feet. And that God is bringing his hair back um, okay. where he was bald. And okay. I don't know how it's. I don't know how to respond to this. He keeps yeah. whenever he sees me. You need to believe me. You need to believe me. And so 
he he definitely wants to reach out to several to everybody. He's got a little brochure that he's going to be giving to everyone, which is the prayer that you say for to be saved. And and that I read it, and you know it was all what Jesus was want him to say. But his belief of him sitting at the left hand of the Father, and you know, yeah. Do have have you ever asked him? I don't know. He's gonna. I mean, he's got this. Hey, Heidi. I don't know how to respond. <laughs> have you ever asked him why he thinks he's going to be at the left hand of God? He said because God has told him. Okay. He said God speaks to him. And, um, you know, that he's going to be going home, and he's going to be sitting at the left hand, and he's going to be writing down names. Oh, he is? Mm-hmm. So what names are you going to be writing down? The ones that come to Jesus. And the, oh, and, okay. Yeah. So, well, the only, the only way you can respond is give a biblical response that— He's not going to be keeping the records. Um, when the white throne judgment happens in the book of Revelation, that God's going to open up those books. It isn't going to be him opening up the books. You might also talk to him about right before Jesus made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, the Gospels talk about that it was, um, you know, um, John and James's mother that came and said, hey, can my son sit at your left and one at your right? And, you know, they were looking for that exalted place. And Jesus said, you don't know what you ask. (laughs) You don't know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm going to drink from? Um, And uh, it's not for me to give, but only of my father. So those are things that you might show him. Um, The other thing to be careful of is, Paul talks about in Colossians chapter 2, he, he's talking to this church about make sure that you're not involved in legalism, <clears throat> you know, you're not involved in world philosophy, and then he says, let no one cheat you in taking delight in false humility. In the case, they were worshiping angels, intruding those things which they have not seen, vainly puffed up in his fleshly mind, and that may be what's taken place is there's this false humility being puffed up in their minds um, that, you know, uh, trying to exalt themselves. And so I would just pray. I would just show him Scripture um, as much as you can uh, about those things. What did Jesus have to say when somebody made that request to sit on the left and on the right hand? Um, And, you know, pray for him. But um, I've never heard of that before. That's a pretty exalted place to be on the left side. Um, That's what I Jesus. was thinking. And I read over it over and over because he is deaf, and we have come, you know, we've talked through him writing it down. Right. And I, I and then he kind of got upset because I didn't believe him. And I, it, it's not that I didn't believe him. I, I, I felt pity for him. I felt, I felt sad. Yeah. And I prayed well, for him. But I don't... It's, I don't know. I get, This sounds goofy, but is he going to be, you know, trying to make himself as a false god? I, I don't know. Is that what that yeah. is? Or 
Well, I don't know. It's it's you know he's putting himself. He's claiming he's going to be in the position that God's told him. And um, you know, I think the worst thing that you can do is say, "Oh, I believe you. Oh, that's great." Um, I I would just give him scripture. You know, pray that the Lord's you know gives you you know truth in your heart. And you know, he he is going to get upset. He wants everybody to believe it. And um, but that's all you can really do is pray for him. His eyes will be opened up. But um, you know, you're, you're looking at somebody who has false humility. Uh, that you can share scripture about um, what Jesus had to say about those things and, um, and and just take it from there. Okay, I will do that, and thank you. I do have a prayer request, um, <clears throat> two, actually. I, with, my ex and I were stationed out in Kansas for the military, and God laid it on my heart that I needed to come home and talk okay. to my brother. My brother doesn't know doesn't know anything about church, Jesus okay. or God. And because of problems in the family, I'm trying to find a way to reach out to him. I want to pray with him and I want him to learn and accept Jesus and I I've been praying about it for far too long, and I really feel God just talking to me and talking to me. And as always, I ask God to just guide me in what I'm supposed to say and what I'm supposed to do. But my, okay. I guess my my human flesh not thinking about my heart, I'm scared because my brother already rejects me. Okay. Well, let's pray, Heidi, okay? Okay. Thank you. Father, I thank you for Heidi's heart. She's trying to, to minister to a neighbor who is saying things that we know aren't biblical. Just give her wisdom in talking with him. And, um, Lord, that you would minister to him your truth. And, Lord, I also pray that you would help her to minister to her brother and that you would just open up that door for her to give the gospel, for her to speak truth into his life. And, Lord, you give her wisdom. And, Lord, perhaps this um, this week here as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that may be an opportunity for Heidi. I thank you for her heart. So, Lord, give her wisdom, direction, and guidance in every way as she ministers to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, amen. Heidi. Appreciate thank it. You God so bless much. you. You bet, absolutely. Hey, I want to get one more call in. I want to get Mark from Philly. Mark? Hey, Mark. Hi, Pastor. How are you doing today? We- Good. We got a couple minutes left, but I wanted to get you in before we uh, go off the air. Yeah, I have a simple question. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, I want to purchase a Bible for my girlfriend, and uh-huh. when we were speaking, she says, "You know, I would like to. I like to read the Bible with you and all, but I always get hung up with the thousands and the these and." And what I want to do is I, 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 I want to know what's a good version of the Bible that I could purchase yeah. for her. So what Bible do you have? you have a King James? No. What I do is I, I was, somebody gave me a Bible from a retreat house. I'm a, I was uh, born and raised Catholic, and I have the New Revised oh. Standard Version. Oh, okay. You know, you can, you can get a Bible to where you guys can read the Bible together— uh, ESV is easier to read. 
New Living Translation. What is it? I'm sorry, what was that, sir? It's ESV. E. S. V. Yeah. English Standard okay. Version. English Standard Version, okay. And then one that's popular today is New Living Translation. New Living. I heard about that. New Living Translation. Yeah, and that may be a good one to get. And um right. and then you know, and then you guys read the Bible together and and pray together and um and that's a great opportunity. Uh, but you know, I think it's good for her to, ha- I always encourage people cause there's a lot of apps where you can get different versions of the Bible, um, yes. you know, Bible gateway, but I like people get your own Bible and I take my Bible around everywhere. And I've been in the new King James for 20 some years teaching that here at Calvary Greeley. So you begin to memorize in that translation. So new living translation, it would probably be a good one for easier for her to understand and read it together and get her that Bible so she can mark, take notes in it, all these other things. And uh, I think that she'll be tremendously blessed. I appreciate the information. Thank you very much. You bet, Mark. God bless you. Uh, God bless you, too. Take care. You, too. Hey, we're coming to the end of the show. Just got a little bit of time left, so I want to encourage you, go to church this weekend, take somebody with you, and um, and be reaching out to others. Looking forward to Holy Week coming up and all the special services. God bless you. Had a great show today, and we'll talk to you next time. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.